Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We're considering this Christmas week what it really meant for God to become man. You've mentioned that Jesus, the creator of uh, of the world, of the whole of creation, made himself nothing became a vulnerable baby with the nature of a servant, you said yesterday. Human in every respect, but divine too. And he was subject to every temptation that we have been subjected to, but never sinned. Hebrews, the letter to Hebrews, brings out tremendous truths about the humanity of Jesus. But I'm going to read a passage which at first you might think has little to do with Christmas from chapter 12 of of Hebrews. And the writer says this, You struggle against sin, yet you have not had to resist the temptation to deny Christ by dying for him. Do not forget the encouraging words that God spoke when addressing you as his sons. My son, do not think lightly about the way the Lord disciplines you. Do not be discouraged when he corrects you. For he disciplines those he loves and punishes when necessary everyone who he has accepted as his son. So you can regard the various hardships you have to face in a positive way as discipline. God is dealing with you as his true sons. After all, every good father disciplines his children. If God did not discipline you, then you would not be his true son or daughter. You would be spiritually illegitimate instead. We all know what it is like to have human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them as a result. How much more important it must be that we should gladly submit to whatever discipline we need to receive from our spiritual father and so live to please him. Our human fathers disciplined us in our early years in ways they thought were right, but God knows how to discipline us for our eternal good so that we might share in his holy life. None of us likes to be disciplined. It can sometimes be painful. Later we are grateful, though, because it has had positive results, enabling us to live righteous lives that please God and to be at peace with him. In fact, without discipline, we should not become trained disciples. So be encouraged when you feel weak and feeble, even if sometimes you feel like giving up because the way before you seems so difficult. God wants to make level paths for you to walk on, so that instead of limping through life, you walk steadily with him, as those healed and set free from whatever would hinder their walk. Now, what has this got to do with Jesus Christ being born at Christmas? It seems that our life and our walk is so totally different from his. Now, the link here is the word son, that we have become sons of God through our faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, what the scripture calls the one and only. Now, our history, if you like, the way in which we have actually lived as the sons of God, 
since the time when we were born again and came into relationship with Jesus Christ is quite a contrast to the way that Jesus lived in his humanity. The Father, God the Father, is both Jesus' Father and our Father. And the writer to Hebrews is saying that this Father loves us. And one of the ways in which he expresses that love is in disciplining us and correcting us in whatever ways are necessary. Now, earlier in the letter to Hebrews, it says that Jesus, because he came to share our humanity, is not ashamed to call us his brothers. So I want you to think now of a family. There is the eldest son, Jesus. There are the sons and the other daughters of the father, all one family. But there's something that marks the older son off from all his brothers and sisters. This older brother has shared the humanity of the other children, but he's never sinned. Therefore, he has never needed correction. He has never needed discipline. But he still regards the others as his brothers. They are also sons of God because they have accepted him as the Son of God. They have become brothers, they have become children of God because of their faith that Jesus is the Son of God. So God sends his Son and those who put their faith in him become his brothers, if you like, his brothers and sisters. Now, they have his life when they're born again, the life of the elder brother, if we can think of Jesus in that way for a moment, his life comes to live in them, but comes to live in them in the weakness and frailty of their humanity. They can now express his life, the life of Jesus, the love of Jesus, the power, the mercy, the grace, the peace, the joy of Jesus. All these things can be expressed in their lives. And that is what was expressed perfectly in the life of Jesus, but only imperfectly in the brothers and the sisters, in the other children of God. Now, God saw perfect freedom in his Son. Jesus lived in perfect freedom all the way through his humanity. The only time that freedom could be taken away was when he willingly yielded himself to those who came to arrest him. 
His opponents wanted to kill him, wanted to arrest him, wanted to stop his ministry long before, but they were unable to do so. It was only when he yielded himself into their hands that they were able to arrest him and finally to crucify him, because he knew that to be the Father's will. It was something that he had to go through. Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. For us, even though we have his life within us, Christ in us, the hope of glory, even though we have the same Holy Spirit who raised him from the dead living in us, there is still that desire to please self. There is still that desire to do what we want rather than what he wants. We see in Jesus a perfect submission to the will of his Father. Not my will, but yours be done. We see in us a need to deny ourselves every day in order to take up our cross and to follow after Jesus. And that's what he made clear, that we can only be his disciples if we're willing to deny what we want to do in order to embrace the will, the plan, the purpose of God for our lives. Now, Jesus came as a human being to demonstrate in his humanity the kind of life that God wants us to live in perfect freedom, in perfect love, in perfect faith and trust in God. When we express that faith, when we express that love, when we express his life, then the life of God is expressed in us and through us and can touch the lives of other people and bring them from bondage into freedom. But just as Jesus had to live in perfect submission to his Father, so it's only in as much as we submit to the will and the authority and the plan and purpose of God in our lives that his life can be expressed through us. Now, I hope you've all been able to really grasp what I've been saying uh, because this is at the whole essence of why Jesus became man, not just to give us an example, but to demonstrate how the life of God can be expressed in humanity. The secret for Jesus was to live in complete submission to the will of his Father. That same life is expressed in every believer to a certain extent, but that extent is determined by how far each believer lives in submission to the authority, to the will, if you like, to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. The wonderful thing is this, that we are his brothers, we're sons, we're daughters, we share in the same life and we share the same Heavenly Father who wants to express his life through us. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 